Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> batter, 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 batter. What? I was gonna say batter, 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 batter. So we batter. I think I'm gonna go watch a League of Their Own later. Oh my! I was thinking of Ferris Bueller. Oh, that one too. Oh, you suck. All or right, the Sandlot. Oh, I love. Shut baseball. up about the Sandlot. I love that fucking movie. Okay, we're back and we're happy and we hope you are too, bro. This is gonna be a dark episode. Yeah, so, um... Come on out, my goose and gals. What? <laughs> my ghouls. I said goose and gals. <laughs> I'm having the same issue as last week. Jesus. Ghost and ghouls is what yeah, I meant. but real ones. Let's make an appearance in February. Wait. It's not February. We're in March. We're in March? We're in March. <sighs> Which brings us one step closer to no fucking snow. <laughs> Oh. I cannot wait until April when it's, like, uh, on the outs. There was that one year where it was snowed in April, so I, I would probably True. hold off at least until late May. But also, you know what March means? Madness? Shamrock shakes. Oh. <laughs> I said madness. <laughs> well, Shamrock shakes. I... Madness every every month, every year. Every day. Yep. Um, You've never had those? Sh- no. Yo, it's a green drink from McDonald's, right? It's a mint flavored yeah. milkshake. Nasty! I don't want to drink my toothpaste. I don't. I like mint things, so fuck you, okay? I mean, I like mint chocolate, but like, I can't eat a whole bar of mint chocolate because I feel like I'm eating chocolate toothpaste. All right, you suck. Uh- <laughs> All right, so we're jumping into this? Yeah. Because last week we tried talking about personal stuff and that just went sideways. Well, our personal stuff is this stuff. True that. Yeah, this is our lives. Okay, <laughs> so let's go back in time, all right? To 1996. We're jumping, we're jumping into the DeLorean. When I was five. I was, I think, eight. Yeah, you were. Fuck. I was eight years old. It's I was a, not much. You were her age. It was a year, I know. It was a year. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. I know. The age of big hair, bad makeup, and ruffles. beauty pageants. And beauty pageants. And we're talking about John Benaram. Oh my god, all I knew about this child growing up was that she was dead. Exactly. Is that not fucking weird? As a child, all you know about another famous child is that they're dead. And that they were in beauty pageants. That's it. That is sad. It is sad. She would have been 30. Oh my god. Alright, so. And this took place in Boulder, Colorado? Yes, but I'm gonna fess up to something. What are you gonna fess up to? I've never, ever watched anything on John Benet Ramsey or done any research on John Benet Ramsey. Yet I, yet I knew. All I knew is that she was dead and they didn't know who done done it. And they blame the parents. That's, That's all I know. all I fucking knew. So this documentary, I don't know how detailed it is. It says that it's from that they like gave all his credentials out, but the detective had like, he had been a part of like 200 cases and he never lost a case. Yeah. Well, Let's back up one time. Okay. What we're talking about is John Bonet, What Really Happened, which is available on Discovery Plus. Thank you for that purchase. Y- you know what? I like Discovery things, okay? Not the HGTV, but there's a lot more true crime things that are exclusive to Disney Plus on here. And so. if there were anything like this documentary, they are fucking raw. Yeah. And it's only... It's four ninety nine without ads, but I went up a couple dollars to... Seven ninety nine, I think it is for no ads. Oh, so yeah, oh. yeah. So you're welcome. You're making me a high and boss. Stop, oh, just for oh. you. <laughs> Fuck you. 
All right, John Bonet, we're talking about a dead girl here. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I have to because, like I said, I'd never done any research. I you just kind of knew the little parameters of it, but you didn't. I never knew any of the details. So what you're saying is the detective was hired by the DA's office. His name was Lou Smith. Yeah. And basically, they tasked him with investigating the case as uh, an individual. Yes. So he he had the powers that be behind him to give him access to all these things. But the Polder, the Polder, mm, Boulder police were just like closing him out. Like yeah. they were just not because cooperating. his evidence was clashing with theirs. Yeah, because they were like the parents did it. The parents are guilty. So. A couple of things. I had heard that, and this was from an individual at work, that they were suspecting that she was being sexually assaulted at the home. Mm. And as I was watching, now I had to watch this in pieces because I made a big mistake. Uh-oh. I did not guard myself for this. And this is probably going to sound very, um, I can't think of the word. It starts with a P. But I I identify as an empath. Like, I'm very sensitive mm, to yeah. other people. There's a fucking... I can't think... I keep wanting to say promiscuous, but that's not nope. it. That ain't it. No. Nope. Fuck, it's gonna bug the fuck out of me. Um, But I am very in tune with other people's feelings. And if I don't guard myself and I don't catch myself, I, I am very emotional. As yeah. much of a dick as I am, it's for a reason. <laughs> It's for yeah. a reason, people. So I'm in bed. That's when you were watching it? Yep. And Kira's next to me. Oh, no. My daughter is five years old. Oh, no. And I'm watching it. And I think I stopped at about 30 minutes in because that's when they tell you in detail what happened to John Benet. Yep. I am not going to fucking repeat it because it literally... You know when you hear, like nails on a chalkboard fork on a plate that feeling yeah in my stomach yeah it literally i felt that i i felt like my throat just clenched and i looked at kira and i was like i cannot watch this yeah no you shouldn't i cannot do this yeah and then i had to wait a whole day before i could watch it again and then i had to wait a whole day after that to watch it again yeah because then the photos came up and i was like i cannot fucking watch this yeah um thankfully they weren't too detailed like they didn't really show her face which was good <laughs> it wasn't like the gabriel because gabriel's no, that gabriel's, was tough. that was very and for that i knew what i was walking into mm. i thought this was just gonna be a very basic because it was like oh an hour and 25 minutes just skim over it nope yeah they went um hard. for those who don't know the whole like no, i won't go into detail about what happened to her specifically but the whole thing is that the parents woke up they found a ransom note and couldn't find their baby girl Mm-hmm. And the ransom note was ta- uh, like five pages long, of, like handwritten from this supposed killer. Yeah. And um, even though the police searched the house. The one room the, they didn't search. The one room they didn't search was where her body was. But so it was like days later when the police were like in. Where did that happen? It was like a boiler room. No, no, no. Something like that happened recently and something that we watched. Oh, my God. Where they was like, oh, that was the one thing that we did. Oh, uh, it's the next thing we're talking about. Oh, okay. It's Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's like what 
yeah. the, the, the crime was, basically. So The whole time she had been in the boiler room. Yeah. Now, that detective, he went on to prove, because people were very skeptical. They were like, it was definitely the parents. It happened in the home. Nobody was able to get in. How could they possibly and get the out And the media was, like, fucking them up. And, yes. And it's like, well, if it happened in their home, how did they not hear her and all this shit? This house was, like, the basement the main floor, a second floor, and the parents were on a third floor. They lived in a Tudor. Like, that was a fucking mansion. They had money. Yeah, well, yeesh. So it was a big fucking house. Yeah. So, um, I, I had a very tough time with this. And I, do you think the parents did it? No, because I believe Lou Smith's theory. But I didn't know, again, I didn't know any of the details of, like, evidence that was found or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I but believed his theory as well. It's, he, it, it was like, he, because he was looking at photos and everything, and how, like, the basement door, basement uh, window was open. It's easily yeah. to open that grate and slip there in. There was a scuff. There was a, there was scuff on the wall. There was a suitcase placed underneath the window that he used to, like, put a leg up to get out. And based on what the neighbors heard, like, it all made sense. Yeah. And how, how could they not hear a scream, but a neighbor could hear the scream, they found foreign DNA that didn't belong to anybody in the house on the body. So here's my thing. I agree with him, but I don't think those parents are innocent because John Bonet was a chronic bedwetter. Which, yeah, tells you something. And they had said, the person that I had talked to was like, she had been wetting the bed and it had stopped and then it came back. There's only one reason a child would be wetting up, oh, nope, two reasons why a child would be wetting the bed. One is because of psychopathic, sociopathic tendencies. Another is because of stress and anxiety. They're a victim of So, yeah. exactly. Or it's like past trauma. So, either she was so stressed and ex- anxious about her little pageants or someone was fucking with her in the house. Yeah. She and had a brother. She did. Oh, was the younger brother? Never mind. No, he was older. Was he not older? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. But I... I, I'm sorry, but, like, my kids were potty trained and they never had an accident afterwards. Yep. So, it's... From what I know of bedwetting with kids who are getting older, it's never a good sign. No. So, So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um... So, I, but I do think that the, her killer was an outsider. Innocent of murder, but guilty Not, of other things. Maybe, yeah. I totally... But she was a beautiful little girl. Yeah. She and her so mom... Pretty. Maybe this is a karma thing if something was happening to her because her mom got cancer and died. Yeah. Not, like, what, 10 years later or something like that? To 20. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it was, like, exactly 20 years later or some shit like that. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because that happened in 1990-what? Six. And I think her mom died. It was like 2006, 2008 or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It just, the whole thing is fucking sad. And honestly, part of me wishes that I'd never even fucking watched it. Yeah. But the documentary has, uh, because Lou Smith, the detective for the DA's office, isn't alive anymore. But his two kids came on because that was like his whole life basically is like living for that case. Yeah, Yeah. That he didn't get to solve. Um, and it was his personal tapes, which had never been released. Yeah, he kept audio records of I his I can't believe findings. after all this fucking time, they still have fucking evidence, and they still cannot figure out who the... And it's like, if the person was never, ever booked for anything, they're never gonna know. hmm I wonder if, like, the parents set it up. 
Or like a mom set it up. Something like but that. But for what fucking money? I don't know. Do you think she had a lover? Ooh. Because I know they just came into money. Maybe. I just feel like something was going on in the home. Mm-hmm. And they weren't... Because in the interview that they had with her, like, I get it. You're angry. But the way that she was angry, it bothered me. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it was a sketchy type of anger. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost borderline narcissistic anger. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, well, yeah, when they were interviewing, uh, interrogating her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. It just came off very... Defendant? Like, defensive? It was very defensive, yes. But for the wrong reasons. Yes. Mm-hmm. It made me uncomfortable watching that. Yeah. Like, the dad, I've... I'm, Whatever. Yeah, I'm on board with dad. Like he's cool, but mom, like something was off. Yeah, I wonder if she like forced John Bonet to do all those pageants. Well, she says that he said that um no, she wanted to do that it. She, but it's like five years old. Look, Kira wants to do everything that I do, but it's because it's all she knows. Yeah. Like what the fuck does a five year old know? Nothing about wanting to. It's I do because it's what I want. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So, yeah, that's that on that. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable. It was very informative, but it totally made me uncomfortable. I'm hoping, I agree with the um, Smiths kids, though, if because DNA is so much more easier to do, mm-hmm. to like process nowadays, and they still have a shitload of evidence that somebody soon. Does, is it closed? Mm-mm. It's still open. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping they... It's too high profile for them to close it. I thought at one point they had tried to blame the brother. Yeah. That he was the one that had done it. How would a fucking child know to do those things? Unless he was... Don't know. Disgusting. Let's move on to other disgusting people. Uh (laughs) God. It's more like disgusting landmarks. Yeah. No. I'm talking about... Oh, you're nasty ass motherfuckers? Yeah. yeah. What was it that you watched? <laughs> this is the whole reason why you I, got discovery. I got discovery. Oh, God, you're it's gross. Like, I, I am. I am. Just grossy. Would you stop? <laughs> um, so it was because of the commercial for the clown and the candy man. I was like, yo, what is this? I've never heard of this. Did you color them in my coloring book? I did. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> they're two prolific serial killers. Oh, um, but because the title is The Clown and the Candyman, I was like, what do they have to do to each other? Like, Because yeah. you always heard of these famous serial killers in different silos. It's always Ted Bundy, Dahmer, but never like a team up. You know what I mean? Of like... Oh, I know. So... The clown in this case is John Wayne Gacy, whom I'm sure everybody knows. At least by name. Was the clown killer. Yeah. Because he was a... He's the reason why we're afraid of clowns, yeah. probably. He's Pogo the clown. Oh, gross. Um, and the Candyman in this case, which I knew his face, and did, the name was familiar, but I never... Did Sarian do an episode on him? She, I think she did. Okay. Because this sounds familiar to me, yeah, too. Yeah, because he's the Candyman, and I was like, I've only ever heard of the movie Candyman, which has nothing to do with this man. All right, so I know who John Wayne Gacy is. Who's the Candyman? His name's Dean Coral. Oh, yeah. Yep. See? Yeah. It had nothing to do with candy. Nope. But there was a van involved. He what, He worked for a candy factory. It was a family candy factory. So he would go to the playgrounds in the van 
and hand out like the free like the leftovers from like the day before or whatever to all the kids on the playground okay. at schools. Okay. So that's why they called him the candy man. I know. All keep right. talking, let keep me... talking, because I've heard this name Dean Coral before. All right, well, let me let me get into the cases, All right, like oh, why they were killers. Mindhunter. Oh, well, yeah. He came up in Mindhunter. Yes. Yeah. So, if y'all don't know, John Wayne Gacy was Chicago-based, and his he was he's, like, infamous for killing 33 young men and boys. He definitely had a thing for the youngins, and... It was a case of one got away, and he's like, he's got bodies buried in his crawl space. And basically, the cops went in and found 33 bodies in underneath the house and in the backyard. Why why do you eat where you shit? I, I don't know. But they were all, I think there's still a few that are unidentified, but for the most part, they've all been, I mean, there's a lot of victims here oh god and they were all young i would say i don't know how old the youngest was but i would say like preteen to like 19 young 20s maybe mm. like it, it was a big range mm-hmm. and they were i want to say they were strangulated that was like his mode of that sounds day. familiar were they sexually assaulted oh yeah they were all fucking raped all as hell of them? Oh, yeah my god um and then Dean Core was pretty much the same, but his body count is 28. He, though, had two underlings, two apprentices that would yes, get the young boys. I remember one yes. of them killed him. I remember this from Mindhunters. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's exactly right. Okay. So yeah. David Brooks and Elmer Henley were two. Elmer Henry was the one that they. I think they were in their 20s and they were in charge of like going out and finding boys. Yes, yes, yes. Taking them into the van and then bringing them to Dean Coral to assault. Yeah, I remember that. So basically, it was Elmer Henley, I believe, mm-hmm. who ended up actually shooting Dean Coral, yeah. telling the police he killed them and being like, this because of this and, and that's the only person he's ever killed exactly was his mentor yep basically basically yeah, so disgusting. he wasn't a killer but he was there for he was fetching boys he was fetching him. boys and basically he's like i know that there are bodies buried in his boathouse not boathouse um boat shed where you store a boat yeah um the storage unit there's bodies buried there and sure enough the cops went in, and there's just, like, bodies buried on bodies buried on bodies, and they're all young boys that went, either went missing or what have you. So, why, so it was very similar to Gacy in the terms of that they had high body counts, they were all young men and boys, and they were all, like, buried within their facilities. During the same time period? It was about, yeah, between 70 and 73 was when Dean Coral was active. And, and where was he located? Uh, he was Houston. So what the fuck do the two of them have to do with each other? I will tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is why the documentary, it's only two episodes long, and they're both an hour and a half each. Okay. And it goes into detail that they are connected. They knew each other because there was a whole pedophile ring in the country at this time that would oh, basically yeah. sell. I don't want to say sell, but they had boys to rent. 
Yeah, this is, there's an episode of Criminal Minds that's yep. just, just like that. You need so to watch Criminal Minds. this man's name was John Norman, and he was the epicenter of this, like, pedophile organization in the whole country at this time. swap boys. So, at the, in the documentary, there's this uh, detective gentleman who, they had arrested him for something. Um, I, it was some type of pedophilia, not pedophilia, but, um, what's the... Predator, like a predator type situation. Yeah. He, uh, but he was never in jail for long, so that like pissed me off. But when they were in his place, they were searching and they found filing cabinets all filled with little index cards that each had a boy's picture, their name, their age, their preferences. Um, preferences. Uh, or, <laughs> excuse me, or their like personality traits. Oh, okay. And then they would also have a Rolodex of men with their preferences of boys and basically they would it was almost like a catalog of boys to rent and it was all these it was basically like a human trafficking it is exactly that catalog of boys to rent for serial pedophiles and serial killers and he said a lot of these male names in the rolodex were like high government officials cops judges ebay for pedophiles this is disgusting and there was even a group that fronted as a boy scout troop oh and it was all and yeah so i won't even say anymore but what killed me is that they also created a newsletter what the fuck was it called it was like the uh it was like a not like it didn't it had nothing to do with pedophile like boys but it It was was just like really obscure yeah like the Denver News, like something yeah. like that. Oh, but it's like what they do that on Craigslist. Yeah. Ugh. So, and it was basically a catalog, like with articles about how. This is so disgusting. Uh, like the, I don't want to say the art of like being with getting boys or whatever, but it was basically a newsletter for pedophiles. Like tips and tricks to get. Pretty much. Ew. And um, they, it, they had this, he would send out that newsletter. My kids are never going outside. That's what I'm saying. He w- and then he would like maybe put some like ads for these boys in this newsletter. How and- the fuck did they get? A- oh, because this was the fucking seventies. Yeah. Oh my god. So then they just like sent it out countrywide to all the men in their Rolodex, and they would basically yeah use it to rent out these boys. Is this how Ed Kemper knew of other serial killers? Because um, they were all talking. Like I know the Highway Killer was often confused like his victims will be confused with other victims of other killers yeah oh my god can you imagine there's like this whole network of serial killers they all just like chit chat on facebook messenger well sweetie these two men were connected they use the same pedophile ring to get their victims do they share boys no because they killed them at the end and they were they were states apart, but they do have correspondence of them talking I to each other. You. Exactly. So that's and I'm like, you know what? This is not shocking to me, but it's so outlandish that I'm like, it's probably still going on. It is. And that's what fucking kills me. It is. And they're getting craftier. This is why Ashton Kutcher had to stop acting because yeah. of the whole human trafficking situation. Oh, my God. But this was boys specifically. And I was like, this is a mess. Oh, this is everything specific, though, because I'm sure. Yeah. But what killed me, you got goosebumps or you just. I'm just getting yeah, itchy. Um, but what killed me, though, is that the detective that originally raided John Norman's house found all those index cards. And he goes, I have no idea where those are nowadays. Why? And because he does know, um, 
John Norman, anytime he would get arrested, he would move to a different state, city, whatever, and would just start all over again. So they may have taken his information or whatever in that one state he got arrested in, but then he would just pick up, go to another state, and just start it all over again. Yeah. So he would, like, not be stopped. He would just keep going, and that's, like... And oftentimes, he would keep it going from prison. Ew. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. But that's what fascinated there. me to begin with, was they were saying, here's these two serial killers that everybody knows about. On and we know they're fucked the country. Up, and they were somehow connected through the same ring. Which only means that they were connected to everybody else, too, probably. Pretty I was like, holy Where fuck. Where did they get the money to rent these kids? I don't even want to fucking know. Never Wait, mind. what? No. Rent? How, wait, d- 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 don't they have to pay? The The men pay them, Yeah. Are you talking about, like, Gacy and... Yeah, like, wouldn't he have to pay for these kids? Yeah, where is that money coming from? Unless they just picked him off the street. Because I know that Coral did that. Obviously, he had the two dudes finding boys for them. But every once in a while, he would be like, I feel like buying myself something nice. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that disgusting? But it's it, it was scary as hell to know that that shit just goes down and it's okay. It sounds so fake. It's like my mind can't wrap, I can't wrap my mind around that. And I know that you have to be careful even nowadays. Have you seen that whole 1B1G thing on the back of cars, windows? No. No? So, I, I again, TikTok. So, there was um, this lady who had her trash bins, like, out in her house. Mm-hmm. And she noticed one day that on the lid of her trash bins, it said, like, 1B and 2G or some shit like that. And then another lady was like, if you ever see this anywhere near your property, call the police. Because this is how human traffickers communicate to let each other know that there's one boy who lives here yeah, and, and two, two girls. girls who live here. That's what I assume. Which is like, we fucking know this. And during COVID, you had people putting up signs, happy birthday, Ashley, happy yeah. birthday on their lawns. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? You might as well be throwing out fireworks as to like, here, children live here for all these fucking weirdos and freaks to come and just snatch your kid. Yo, I Turn into the next I I live borderline of Andover. This is where I go to my grocery shopping mm-hmm. and shit. And people deem it safer than the surrounding towns. I will still refuse to take my kids out, even to the grocery store. Because if I have to put my kid in the fucking seat of the cart and turn my back to grab fucking noodles, I freak out. Mm-hmm. I can't not do it. Yep. I can't. The only time the kids go out with me is if Javi comes with me. Sit two eyes. Yes, I can't. I cannot because of shit like this. And even myself, you know how thankful I am? I've never been so thankful to be five foot nine, two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. Because I know some motherfucker is gonna be like, Yup, that's the bitch we gonna snatch today and sell off. I would hate to be petite. Did you did you see that video online of the mom who tackled the dude that was pimping oh, in her daughter's room? That bitch is my hero. I know, I saw that and I was like, Go, go, yeah Yo, the pats need to enlist. <laughs> 
No, the Buccaneers. For, for peeping. <laughs> yeah, for peeping. Oh, my God. I would have. Oh, I would have fucking can't. killed him. I think man. I would have killed him, too. Yeah. I wouldn't have just tackled him. I would have nope. stomped on his fucking face. I would have crushed his tentacles. His tentacles. I- <laughs> <laughs> you can tell what's on my mind. <laughs> those two. I would have gladly gone to jail. Yeah, same. And like a fucking hero, I would have been received. Yep. I would have. Yep. Oh. Whew. Anyway. <laughs> On to another darker and yeah, but at least there's no pedophilia involved with this that we fucking know of. That's not true. The one and only the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, true. California. Let's be honest. Ramirez used to reside there after he killed motherfuckers. Fucking night stalker. What makes you think that there were no pedophiles there? True. There was a whole ring of drugs and prostitutes in this motherfucking hotel. So, I forget what the exact title of this Netflix oh. series is. Um, it was like the C- the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Sure, Elisa Lamb. Thank you. We've all seen that creepy ass three minute video. And before I'd seen this documentary, that's all I knew was just that video of her in the elevator. But her name never left my mind. So yep. you you'll see like you know how you see Miss Mojo on on Facebook. And they do, like, you know, top 20 whatever. Yeah. That's when I first heard of Elisa Lam. Mm. So I knew that it was that she had been at a hotel. She was acting very strangely. And they found her in the water tank at one of the... On the roof. On the roof. And I know that there have been movies that have been based off of this. Mm. Or TV episodes of whatever shows that have been based off of this. Here's the fucking thing. This is four episodes long? Yes. Tell me if you agree or not. All right. So the very first episode goes into how the creepiness of the whole thing, right? And the history behind the hotel. Yes. Which, I feel like that hotel was doomed from the beginning. It yep. had like a good two weeks and then it just yeah. went to shit. Yep. Right? Cool. Now. There's like a bad portal there or something. I don't know what there is. So the whole time I'm watching this and they keep replaying her video and where they found her. This was what I was referring to earlier where it's like, oh, they checked everywhere but the motherfucking water tank. Yeah, they checked the roof, but not... Yeah, yeah, no one thought to look in the water tank. That's what I was referring to earlier. So, I think it was like episodes uh, two and three that really had me laughing out loud. Why? Because what is it about youtubers oh god i don't want to take jabs but it's like y'all made it too fucking easy this time around what is it about youtubers who like us are into true crime make that believe that they can actually solve a crime like what makes you think that you are better than the officers who have been at this for 20 years plus the only web sleuths i would ever believe or would think that they have some type of ability to solve this crime is if they have like uh like michelle mcnamara who did the golden state killer yeah like she had resources and she was like she used to be uh she was an investigative journalist she was not just a web so you need to have some kind of background like even if it was like you worked six months at like you need resources into like records and stuff don't tell me that you're like a google troll and this is how you get your information yeah like don't stop so I was on board for the first episode and the last episode, but those episodes two and three with the had web me dying because it's like 
The more they spoke, the more ridiculous they sounded. Yeah. The further away from the evidence they got. Mm -hmm. Everything now was supernatural. Everything was all about the ghosties and, oh, but did you see the lag in the video or did you see, like... There's 50 seconds missing. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, and everything tied... Yo, the fact that they even tied this shit to the Illuminati. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Again? The whole time I watched Elisa's video of her in the elevator, I legitimately thought mental health. See, I didn't. I because did. I was always given the context of creepies. Yeah. So, the very first time watching it, yeah, but I didn't think ghosties. I thought she was being chased. Yeah, same. I thought somebody was after her. Somebody was holding the button. That was, like, my second thought. Yeah, that after. was... I, I, of course, you would think ghosties uh, first. No. Listen. I was like, dude, she's being fucking chased, and these doors, they're broken, and I've ridden so many fucking elevators. I'm surprised I haven't gotten stuck in one yet. Yeah. But... They do creepy shit like that sometimes. Yep. It's a piece of machinery. Machinery fails. And that's an old ass elevator. Yes. And clearly she had hit that, you know, leave the door open mm -hmm. button or whatever. But um, the more I watched the video, like every time it came up, I was like, dude, she is having a fucking episode. Mm -hmm. And I love how this documentary went into like all the shit that she was posting on Tumblr. Yes. Because... That gives you context for had, days. And I know that they couldn't because of, you know, evidence and, like, ongoing investigations. But let's say, like, had they released the video with the Tumblr context, I think that people would have disregarded the ghosties the part. The supernatural yeah. aspect. Yeah, I agree. And I like how they, um, they actually showed us the toxicology reports of what was in her system or what wasn't in her system. Yeah, the lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. And I think from then on, I was My like, notes. oh, you have your notes. Yes. Listen to you. Um, but I also, that's what I liked about this documentary is that you had the mystery in the beginning and by the end, you knew what, you knew what happened to Elisa Lamb. Yeah. So um, I had wrote creepy, spooky, and bizarre. And it was. It was. They totally played it up like the supernatural factor. Um, <laughs> a bunch of YouTubers playing investigators. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Too many assumptions based on weird cons um, conspiracy theories mm -hmm. from Illuminati involvement to drug dealers to Skid Row. And Yo, that's crazy. That whole Skid Row thing. I That was my other thought. Like, she was on drugs. I thought that she was either, if it wasn't that someone was chasing her, she was on drugs. Like, LSD is tripping bad. And because this was, like, her first four-way, like, on her own, yeah. and she wanted to experience everything, I'm like, who's to say I'm somebody sure. didn't offer her something? And she was like, hell yeah. I'm pretty sure that even if you didn't know much about California, you've heard of Skid Row and to stay away from I it. I have, for sure. Um, I absolutely hated the fact that prejudice, I'm going to say it just like that, led them all to basically almost kill that goth kid because he had oh, attempted to commit suicide. Oh, my God. That broke my heart. They ruined that guy's life. And they it did. was solely based on what he looked like yeah. or what his alter ego was, yep. really. Yep. Like, you fucking asshole. You're going to tell me that in the dark, by yourself, you're not a fucking freak? 
So because he puts that shit out there, immediately that gives you an okay to judge him and be like, yup, you killed Elisa. He was at the Cecil a whole year before he Elisa ever even was stepped foot in there. Yeah, but that's the internet for you. They oh, just God, jump to I fucking cannot. conclusions. And that, that reminded me heart. of, do you remember the little guy that the mom was like, my son has been bullied, the little boy, the he was like a little person. But then everyone was like, oh, that guy's mad rich. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. It reminded me of that situation okay yeah um the youtubers made this entire case sound ridiculous was my next note (laughs) it's true though it is yeah they did it made it they sounded so stupid like there they spoke there are some instances where the internet like saves the day like in the case of don't fuck with cats yes where they band together had their shit together but these people were too quick on the conspiracy theories because they were on they're in it for the likes yeah they're in it for the smashing of that button. Yeah. Like and follow, share, hit the notification bell. And we're just all about truth. Yo, seriously. Um, I thought it was interesting that the hotel was blamed. Yep. Um, I thought that lady that ran the hotel was way too enthusiastic. Way. And she's like the, way too she's that girlfriend who defends the toxic boyfriend. He's just really upset because <laughs> of the trauma <laughs> that he went through when his mom left him. Oh my god. That was she was like all about the Cecil. That's what the, that's what the fuck it was. Yep. Nope. No, that makes um, a lot of sense. I thought... So, I I at first had thought it would have been the tenants. Like, one of the tenants had done it. Because I've never heard of uh, a building that was half low-income housing and then a hotel. The only reason why I knew about that was because season five of American Horror Story, which is oh, yeah. Hotel, is based off the Cecil. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And I so I thought it was very interesting. Like, this is totally America, where one half of this building is, you it know. It wasn't even like a half. Like, it was modern. Floor. Yeah, modern. Stay, stay on main. Like, oh, the, fancy this, ass. And that's exactly where she was. Entrance, yeah. And then, but the other side... With but they share elevators is all like eighty five dollar a night rooms for people that are homeless and need a place to stay. Yeah, and they all share the same elevator, and that's why. Which can you fucking imagine coming into the, like this very um, hipster, yeah, fucking hotel and then sharing the elevator with the junkie from the thirteenth floor? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like, there's a lot that can go wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just nobody was... Uh, yeah. I mean, they tried. Whatever. Um, I thought it was interesting how they thought that the employees had killed her, how the police mm. were trying to cover it up, how the federal government was involved. Um, and then, what was it I said? People didn't want to believe that it could have been an accident or a suicide. So, I, I knew that the police had fucked up. Mm. when he was like, to my understanding, the lid was on. Because that fucking lid scenario is what sent the YouTubers on a fucking rampage. Oh, well, if that's the case, then how did she get the lid back on? Somebody or something must have killed her. I'm like, yo, it was the janitor. Because it was like, it was like placed on. It wasn't hinged. Yeah, but when they, even in the first episode, when they were replaying, like what happened? Like, yeah. how the maintenance man found the, the, her in the tank. I'm like, it shows him putting the lid back on. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking... Yo, talk about a bad day at work. Yeah, no kidding. Can you fucking imagine? <sighs> that poor dude. Thank God he doesn't that work there anymore. Girl. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, no, he looked like he was fucked up by that. Yeah. But I really like that the documentary pretty much, 
like gave you closure. Thank God, because if it would have left it at like we'll never know, I would have been so fucking mad. Yeah, but then it kills me that all these people are now going to the Cecil Hotel to see for themselves what the place looks like and to see the creepiness of it and all that jazz. I think that energy is like a real thing. Like you can put that kind of energy Same. Yep. into something. And I think that um, this place has done so bad because of the people it attracts, because of where it is. Mm-hmm. But given the history, I mean, fucking mass murderers live there. They were talking about how um, Richie Ramirez would literally come in naked and covered in blood and they would just let him go like, oh, yeah, have a nice day. Yeah. The fuck? It's like... It, um, you knew prostitution and drugs were happening there and no one... It's it's like the bad side of... in Like, John Wick has that hotel for the assassins. Yeah. It's like that, but for the other side. It's like the ghetto in one big hotel. Yeah. It's... The worst of the ghetto. I mean, I'm all for having low rooms for, like, people to stay in if they're homeless, but... So, it just was recently bought. Yeah. And that's what we're going to try to do. And they're going to try to... This time, they're trying to separate actually separate like yes because it's 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 a weird structure it is it's like a u-shaped yeah right and then that dividing thing i don't know it looks like an e like this picture the like the it does a capital e and it's built but i think i think the only part that's actually the hotel are the outside parts not that middle part so i know that they had said that they were trying to like do a actual hotel for one side and the other side make a strictly Low housing, in- low income, housing, whatever the fucking yeah. thing it is. I still think that's a bad idea. I think at this point, they should just make the whole fucking thing. Low income housing. Yes, because... Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I understand why you want to make it into a hotel, because you're going to get the creepers who are going to want to stay there. Uh, see, it was suspicious at night. Uh, I don't want to go into the elevator. It's haunted. Like, you're going to have those people. But I understand they also need to make money, so they need to jack up the prices for a hotel room. I guess. Because it's like a commuter they, traveler they place. They sold it for $80 million. That's a lot of fucking money. I mean, it's a beautiful building it's on the outside, but... a 700 bedroom building. That's what I'm saying. It's huge. Gigantic. But I, I, I do like that they actually kept the original sign, like, outside. Yeah. But, um, I just, I don't think how much shellac or whatever the fuck it's they not put gonna, on that. It's not I definitely change. agree with you about the whole energy thing, because it... I know The Shining is fake, but it's almost like that where if you bring all this bad energy into one place year after year after year, it's going to hold that energy in its walls. Absolutely. So. Poltergeists are made that way. Yes. See? Let's just be be Violent deaths happen in homes. You're going to tell me that you're not going to be a little freaked out by walking into a... Come on now. Mm -hmm. But it was very well done, the documentary. It was, but I, I definitely did not anticipate laughing. As yeah. much as I did. Did you laugh? I, I was more being, like, derisively, like, oh, Jesus. Like, rolling my eyes a I, lot. Me, I, I was watching it at work, episodes two and three, and I was just like, oh, my God. Please, someone shut this motherfucker up. Mm-hmm. And they were just so <laughs> into it. Yeah. Like, oh, how did she get up there? How did she close the lid? Why was she naked in there? And I'm just like, y'all really don't use your fucking brains. Mm-mm. They, I, we... Uh, I'm going to say we, as in the general we, always kind of want to want it to be that conspiracy theory. Do you think that's because we're seeking something out of the normal or because it's easier to process than the truth? Either that or we want to make something more interesting than what it really is. 
Like, we want that mystery, that I, unknown. It sucks because the mental health issue that she was having alone was interesting enough. I know. And that, her, I thought that very fascinating. And I, and I was like, you know what? The human brain is so complex. It's you fascinating. literally can think yourself into anything. Exactly. Do you know that if a woman is delusional enough that she thinks she's pregnant, she can, can actually, actually test pregnant and gain weight the way that a pregnant... And her body will act like it's fucking pregnant. Yeah. And that was actually an old, old episode of CSI. And the daughter thought... She was, like, in love with, like, her her dad or something yeah. and thought believe did that like believe she was pregnant to the point that she was like lactating yes but she tested negative for pregnancy you literally your brain can make things happen to your body yep. if you honestly if you believe peter pan it yep if you believe enough it'll fucking happen i'll tell you this so my grandmother that passed last year had parkinson's mm-hmm. arthritis could not walk on her own but she always had a long ass history of sleepwalking and she still did that to her dying day. And she... That is terrifying. So she would mind. always... Yeah. <laughs> she would always sleepwalk and... I mean, you could tell the bitch was still sleeping. Yeah. And she was always having very, very vivid dreams. And they had a bed alarm on her because of that. Yeah, so anytime yeah. she got up, one of my parents would hear her and it would, they would walk, yep. run downstairs. My dad one day, she had a dream that... Um, the neighbors were stealing stuff, like stealing our cars and whatever. So she was literally, my dad is like, she was running from window to window in her bedroom. Normally, this woman can't even walk on her own. And she was running that and just... practically dancing a jig window to window. And he goes, I was so afraid she was going to wake up because then she just went, went boom. She would have dropped like a sack of potatoes. And I was like, that is, this woman cannot walk. Yet sleeping her body can walk. Yeah. And I was like, that brain is so fascinating. It is. You and should if it take can an do... A&P class. Oh, you should. absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's unreal. Like It's body... a bunch of squiggly lines up in your head, and they it's the power that it holds over your entire being. Isn't that so crazy? It is. I, do you think that I... I work in healthcare. I know you do. I can't help, even like if I get a paper cut, I don't just think, oh, shit, I'm bleeding. My immediate response is, I felt a paper cut. I know exactly what my skin is doing as it rips open. The signal that it sent from my finger to, to my brain. brain, back to my finger, it how quick it happens. What my platelets and my blood is doing at this moment to try to heal. I literally, that's like the thought. It's like I Sherlock yeah. what's happening during a paper cut. Yeah. I can't help it. But it also goes to show that, like, I don't know, a lot can be explained. If you just understand how complex your body is and Mm -hmm. how fucking crazy your brain is, it kind of explains a lot. It does. A lot of those mysteries, you know. This was something that Elisa, this happened to her frequently. She had a lot of episodes. She wasn't taking her medicine correctly either. Underdosing. Yes. So, therefore, and she was completely unsupervised, which blew my fucking mind. Because if you know that your sibling or your daughter is prone to this, why would you let her... Go by herself. Exactly. Knowing how many episodes she's prone to having. So, it's... It's not out of, listen, I've been to many uh, nursing homes, but it's not just nursing homes. I went to a lot of psych units mm-hmm. and 
I sometimes, this is going to sound fucking crazy, had to step into whatever psychic episode they were in. To understand. Not only that, but to do the job that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So if there is a fucking old lady in bed and she believes that her creepy hairless doll with one eyeball that's stuck looking to the left and the other one is half blanked, if she thinks that that is her baby, I now have to step into this reality of hers and tell her that that is the most gorgeous baby that I have ever seen in my... And I sound fucking crazy when I talk like that. But it's what you need to do in order to get to their level. Yep. So, poor fucking Elisa, like... I just, I can't even... Another point to that, okay. I, I, we should have, like, had my grandmother's brain dissected or something because with the Parkinson's, people don't often realize that in later stages, there's hallucinations that come with yeah. it. And damn if my grandmother didn't have it. She Anytime we visited her, it was the doctor and the nurse having sex in the bathroom. There's a murder in the parking lot right now. Uh, like, all these... I wonder where that comes from. I don't know, but it's also... It wasn't surprising to me because she had that history of sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And when she was sleepwalking, she'd be like, oh, my God, Jimmy crashed his car. Like, Kenny's car is crashed in the backyard or people are trying to steal our shit. And, like, she would my believe thing is, it. Where is that coming from? Like, are those memories? So I've walked into rooms where I've had a dementia patient laying in bed. And a lot of times they don't say anything depending on how far into their dementia they yeah. are or Alzheimer's. Sometimes they say some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I've been drawing blood and I'll have the patient tell me that the neighbor was touching them inappropriately or that they were raped or that they saw someone being killed. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know if this is your brain making shit up or if this actually fucking happened. I think it's a mixture of both. Because with dementia and Alzheimer's, you digress. Mm-hmm. So you start to forget the things that are currently happening, but you remember all your long-term shit. Yeah. It is just fucking crazy. And you know what I really fucking wonder when it comes to Elisa? Did she come to when she was in the tank? Ooh, maybe. Or was she in that episode the whole time? I almost wish she was in the episode. I fucking hope so. So that she wouldn't but really I don't know be cognizant that's... of what was happening. Because oh, that would be a scary way to go. It's scary either way. Mm. But I'd rather her not be in her right mind. Yeah. That sucks to say, but yeah. Because then, could you fucking imagine? Oh my God, I can't. Like, it's almost like waking up in that tank. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, now I'm really freaking out because how the fuck did I get here and how the hell am I going to get out? Yeah. Like, there's no, nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's scary to think about. I don't. mm -mm. We should end it before we even freak ourselves out any longer. It's a little late. So if you like scary mystery things, there you go. We watch disgusting things. <laughs> this is a. Sad I don't know why we enjoy these things. I don't. That's a whole other side of my brain that I'll never understand either. I, I honestly think it's almost like to appreciate the light, you have to see the dark. I'm not that evolved. <laughs> I think that we're just morbid. I don't know. I think, I think we're morbid. Too. I think that I think that to some disgusting degree, it's almost like. Um, what is that called? What? When you experience something through something else, someone else. What is that called? I don't know. Transitive property. No. I have no idea. No. It's uh, living vicariously. Like, yep. Disgusting as that might sound. Yeah. I think that's what it is. You wonder. 
you're like, oh, I wonder. I almost like seeing the bad possibilities so you can kind of, like, circumvent, like, the clown and the candy man. You protect your children even fucking, like, harder. Like, lesson learned? Pretty much. <sighs> so you can, like, learn from it and not Absolutely. be wary I, of that shit. I believe that, too. I believe that you definitely learn something. Hopefully it's not all the bad shit. Yeah, it's how to, like, <laughs> Like, how to it. properly, like, strangle something. Like, that's not what we're trying to learn here, kids. But it's it's more like how to be aware of your surroundings and how to be suspicious of the people that you should be suspicious of yep. and, like, take care of yourself. But I and to think, ask questions. I think that deep down we're all fucking sickos and we just love that shit because we are slightly curious. You've been there mm-hmm. with the Karen in front of you. Mm-hmm. Want to stab this bitch in the throat? Oh I wonder what that would feel like. Yeah. Mm. Especially when they're being extra cunty. And then you'd be like, I'll take the Ed Kemper route. Yeah. Or the Ted ah! Bundy route. You know what I mean? Ed Kemper. It's just like... <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but you know what I mean? It's like you just... We've all had the image of us killing or wanting to kill someone else. Yep. So I think that... Not uh, not strangers, just one person in particular. No, but like, exactly. Not like, you know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. No, not like that. I'm just, oh, God. We should end this before we start to incriminate oh, ourselves. Oh, okay. We love everybody. Make good decisions, as Bailey Sarian says. Make good choices. Make good choices. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't be a cunt. Help everybody in need. Unless it's with your words, then do whatever you want, I guess, yeah. to some degree. But just don't Adopt, stab don't anybody. shop. Oh, that, that just oh. kind of came up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Bye.